hip-hop artist may very well get an AI clone of his voice. To find out, you'll just have to listen. What's going on, everybody? This is Lauren Delisa Coleman, and you're now inside another episode of Beats and Bites, and I am particularly excited about this show. You know what? I was going to kind of promo it a little bit last show, but I was not sure all the hip-hop stars would align, that everybody would come together at the right time and all that, but it has happened Thanks to the wonderful Mike Johns, who is the mind behind something called Tech with Soul, which you guys will find out more about on this episode as well. But I have two hip hop legends that are going to be talking to me about their time in the industry, emerging technology, what's next, ownership, unionizing hip hop, and so much more. I've got the wonderful Raz Kaz and the amazing Money B from Digital Underground about to just really give you an inside look. I think a lot of times, you know, people are talking about artists um, or, you know, startups who are creating something for artists, but we don't hear in depth enough from the artists themselves. So I'm really excited to bring you this episode because you guys know as an innovation strategy consultant, I'm always looking to be able to drive more information around this space so that everybody wins. So you do not want to miss this. Spread the word as well. Um, You know, share. Definitely give me five stars because how could you not like this? (laughs) And then don't forget to follow because you don't want to miss what I have coming up next. Sometimes, I mean, it's so hot. Sometimes even I don't know what I have coming up for everybody because it's just so much stuff happening so quickly. So I am just excited to jump into this. By the way, you know, for last episode, I was talking with Stacy Spikes of Urban World. And just so that you know, I pulled out some of what he touched on and just made a much larger kind of piece if you are interested in checking it out um, on my latest um, column for NASDAQ. So, you know, just, you know, Google NASDAQ and my name, Lauren Delisa Coleman, and it will come up. Some really interesting power dynamics about to happen within Hollywood and especially now since the writer's strike is over. The actor strike is over. Now some more things are going to start to bubble to the top, and you don't want to miss this. Whether you're a creator, investor, producer, startup, whatever, you definitely want to, you know, kind of always follow what I'm writing about in NASDAQ. And then I'll touch a little bit more on it and a ton of other stuff. You guys know that I always bring you in my LinkedIn newsletter every Tuesday morning. Just, you know, power moves and news all in this space of emerging technology and mass media and entertainment through hip hop youth culture kind of lens. So here we go. I'm just really excited about this and I hope that you love it and get a lot of information from it. Listen up, Mike Johns, Raz Kaz, and Money B. Here we go. All right. So I am so excited to start this interview. Everybody is all together. Um, This is really, I think, um, just, I don't know. I just feel like it's so unusual to be able to get you know, three people in this space talking live about what I know to believe is one of the most exciting areas right now of emerging technology and hip hop, which is really popular culture and global culture worldwide. And so what we're going to do now is get into a little bit of, I think, the behind the scenes of about an upcoming event that I can't wait for everybody to, you know, kind of register for and be a part of, and then just talk about a little bit about kind of almost the state of of the art or the union of emerging tech and hip hop. So let me just kick it off initially with Mike Johns, who is the founder of an organization called Tech with Soul. Mike, can you tell us a little bit about, first of all, what Tech with Soul is? And then tell me a little bit about this kind of collabo 
with this organization in the UK about, uh, you know, this kind of virtual summit that I'm calling it of sorts and what people can look out for. Absolutely. So uh, Tech with Saul was birthed out of the Consumer Electronics Show two years ago, and it's really uh, sitting at this intersection between uh, the growing or emerging uh, BIPOC tech community and technology itself. And it's basically providing a voice for, I like to say in the words of Snoop Dogg, uh, we too need the joystick and need to have a voice. And so that's where Tech with Soul, uh, the immediate uh, focus is being a platform for the underserved, for the BIPOC community, for hip hop uh, overall. And so it started with having a conference that then has morphed into academia that has also morphed into workshops. And so what has happened is um, with having forged all the kind of some key partnerships from CES and Forma, uh, all the big major brands uh, across the pond, my brother from another mother, Alex Lawrence, uh, founder of 6G Symposium, uh, he and I have worked together for some time. And it only made sense to uh, kind of really converge worlds. And I say this because we're at the forefront now with AI, with what blockchain technology is doing. And then there's this thing called 5G. And the next level to that is 6G. And so that's the new hype. And really what has happened, hip hop has always been at the forefront, whether it be blockchain, we could go all the way back to ringtones. And so be it we the culture it's all my job you know under our company digital mindset which birthed uh tech with soul is to empower the artists and we're now celebrating 50 years in hip-hop so let's go ahead and make sure that these artists which are the ambassadors of the streets they're the today's preacher have the latest and greatest so that we can then create the future of work so these two brothers here money being um raz are really sitting at the forefront of their embracement of Web3. Um, I think you will get to know more about what Money B is doing uh, in the space, but they're at the forefront of it. So it was really about giving that empowerment. So with 6G, we created this convergence, the, uh, a, a conference that will focus on key verticals that will really uh, open up what this world of 6G looked like. No one was in the room when they were having the discussion regarding 4G and 5G. We've now opened that door so that not just engineers, developers, and coders are building a 6G network, which is eight years, but the people that are actually using the network are should also be a part of that conversation. So we, we would know that Lauren's usage of 6G may be different than the police officer that's different than the fire department that's different than the educator that's different than the artist but as a collective that is what the network needs and so that's where that partnership is and then we've looked at uh the future of hip-hop being that music uh entertainment is as always the early adapter of uh technology especially hip-hop so it only made sense to in celebration of 6g or in celebration of five uh, 50 years in hip-hop to bring out some icons to look at what what does the next 50 years look like beyond the 50 that we've just celebrated. And so that's where we have Razkaz, Be Legit, and uh, Money B. Love it. Now, um, just to be, of course, wonderfully hip-hop, let's, let's promo it, though, right? So 
what is the the day and the time and how can people sign up before we go any further? Yeah, absolutely. So the registration for Convergence uh, Beyond the Hype, after Life After 5G, you can go to 6gsymposium.com for registration. And it's on... 6gsymposium.com. Right. And it's on November... November 15th. Right. So this is coming up, yeah. which I'm, I'm very excited about. This is everything that I love, you know, the, the intersection of emerging technology and especially hip hop, because as you said, this culture typically leads. It has not always gotten, almost never gotten the, the respect and acknowledgement of that, whether, you know, you're going back to driving two-way pagers from Motorola, whether you're talking about out indexing on Twitter back in the day in 2008, so much comes out of this culture because we are communicators at the heart of our DNA as people of color, but there's something really special about just, you know, hip hop overall. And as you said, of course, when we're looking at new adoption and technology and music, it is always hip hop genre that, you know, either gets the accolades first or, you know, gets the arrows in the back first, even if we're looking at, you know, AI and all that, right? Grimes was like, use my music, do whatever you want, let me know. But it was really, you know, hip hop that started the larger conversation about AI, ethics, policy, and so much more. So I'm really just so proud of you for putting this together. And then, you know, having the artists come together to be able to actually speak, not those in the business world and so much more because the artists typically drive this and have a really special dynamic with fans that help to blow it up. Right. But we have these two particular artists. And for those, if you do not know, you know, your hip hop, really, you're going to have to Google, but I'm just so glad to be able to speak with both Razzcast and as you said, Money B who are part of or partaking in this larger symposium. And guys, it's just, like I said, so special to be able to hear from artists themselves as to what made you, you know, say yes to when, you know, um, Mike offered you the opportunity to be able to speak? And what is it that you want people to, you know, come away with from, you know, this basic sym- symposium? Because I think there's a lot of fear in the air. And it's so important to hear from either other colleagues or peers in the space or those who people look up to, to kind of really start to help others to make sense of this, right? Because you can't, you can't really progress, and let's be real, you can't make money if you're afraid, right? So it, I think that you have a really special kind of opportunity to be able to walk people through some of these things. So, Raz, let's start with you. Like I said, what made you decide to, to speak, and, and what do you want to really have you know, people think about as we move into what we're calling the fourth industrial revolution with technology, AI, digital currency, blockchain, Web3, 3D immersive, you know, Apple's glasses coming up, spatial computing. Um, Because you aren't aren't coming from a tech background, but no doubt it is you and your fans who are going to make that stuff hot, right? That's the only way it typically works. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about how you, how it all came together. Oh yeah. I, um, I met Mike, um, but even prior to that, I've known Mun for for a long time, uh, you know, a couple of decades. So um, he's been moving in this space efficiently for a long while. So I've, I've, you know, I've asked him, you know, many times, and I'm always observant. Um, and and what I felt was that, uh, you know, it, these are tools that we add to our tool belt. Um, and 
I didn't want to be on the back end of of yet again, like even the advent of the internet. I was very aware of it, but I allowed myself to stay um, analog a little bit. And I remember going to my record company at the time, which is basically uh, Capitol Records. And I was like, look, the internet is this thing. And all they had was just a website with all our names, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, whatever. And they never utilized it. And, and, and because, you know, the, you know, the, the suits didn't, I didn't apply myself and I, you know, in retrospect, I disadvantaged myself. There was things that I could have mm. utilized. I don't want that to happen again. And so for me, it's, it's more about adapt or die. And I, I'd rather, you know, I, um, I just, I've missed a couple of these opportunities to be ahead of the curve, um, having the ideas and being able to execute them. And so that for me, you know, when, when Mike was speaking about this stuff and again with, with mine, um, and, and, and me also starting to utilize AI more, um, I just, you know, it's more necessity to be perfectly honest. Mm -hmm. I need to learn or, you know, you, 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 or you get left behind and I don't want to be left behind. Love it. Money B, what about you? Raz said that you've been, you know, in in the space of emerging technology a little bit longer than him. Could you give me, you know, come some kind of like uh, insights and, and examples and what kind of draws you to the space? Why are are you, you know, into it really? Um, and I apologize, I can't see or hear Raz at all, so I don't know what what's <laughs> already been said. Um, oh, he essentially is just saying that he doesn't want to be left behind uh, this time as an artist. You know, he had the opportunity right. with the advent of the internet um, and just really wants to make sure that I think both his, his voice is heard, but that he also, you know, can learn and share. There's a dialogue this time, right? Um, mm -hmm. From both a, a creator point of view and I would assume as well from a business point of view, yes. right? So right. that's pretty much pretty much the story. But he, he said that you've been kind of, you know, out there in the emerging tech space for a little bit longer than him. Yeah, for me, like I've all, my entire life, I've always been into gaming and tech and computers and, and all of that. So, you know, I tell people when I was uh, about 11 years old, I had a Commodore 64 and to play the games, you had to actually do the coding. I didn't know I was coding, but I was coding at like 11 and 12 because I wanted to play the game, right? So, you know, all of this stuff has always been very interesting to me. I think um, the first time that I uh, was invited into sort of like a metaverse space, I think it was maybe like 2012. I think it was, um, there was this, um, I did a, a show within this metaverse. I think it was called One Life or something like that. And I got into it because I, I managed the Digital Underground merch that you see I'm wearing right here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was, I was offered, he's like, Hey, jump in here and you can sell your merch. And that was the first time I was like, wow, it's crazy because virtually people wanted to buy my stuff. So, you know, that happened. And then and this was 2012, you said right around 2000, between 2008 and 2012, this, this, this has been happening for a while, right? It wasn't what it is now, but but it the early days. It was the early days of it. And Amazing. then, like you said, that happened. And 
you know, because I had my studio, I was able to to be able to hook my microphone so that I could actually perform within this metaverse. Um, and then it happened. I forgot about it. Then you fast forward to, um, I want to say, 2019, 2020, right around when the pandemic happened and we were all sitting at home and, and uh, friends of mine were, you know, the whole thing with NFTs came about and my manager is heavily into the blockchain and cryptocurrency. So he had been teaching me about that as well. So, um, you know, I started researching it and learning more about the blockchain. And then I, I bought land inside this one um, metaverse called Crypto Voxels. They call it Voxels now. So I have a parcel in Voxels that that I built like a merch store and a, like a hip hop museum within this within this space. Um, I've done um, volumetric capture performances that I have that mm-hmm. are also that exist as NFTs currently. Um, oh, that's not volumetrics as NFTs. Yes, volumetric capture. So it's on yeah. scenes.io. So I've been I've been like I've embraced it from the beginning. I never. And that's why I always tell people, it's like, we look at things as weapons against us. And before we know it, it is because we don't learn enough and we don't jump on it when the train is at the station. We wait till the train leaves the station and then we want to catch up to the train after we figure it out, you know? So, you know, I, I, I jumped in it all the way as soon as I learned about it. Um, and, 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 and a part of it, too, for me was for that one reason is that a lot of us, when I say in the black and brown community, we are, um, there's a there's a financial literacy sort of aspect to it when it came to the blockchain. And I'm like, let's, let's get in this at its um, infancy or when it, when it starts, as opposed to always trying to catch up, you know, cause we were, you know, we were left out of being able to buy land or buy houses back in the day when we get redlined and, we didn't learn. We didn't learn about credit until it was bad. You know what I mean. Our parents used our credit and things like that. So, you know, I jumped in it. I'd rather be the guinea pig to go all in and lose it all, just so I could teach people behind me this is the correct way to do it. And trust me, I've 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 won some, I've lost some, and but I'm still in it. In it, you know. Currently, musically, um, I'm working on a project where, with the help of um, AI and voice cloning, we're bringing some of Shock's vocals onto no. a new digital underground really? track. Yep. And I'll, I'll know Sunday, I'll hear for the first time what the first pass of that is. So everything about it, I'm about, and I've been doing it. So this is great. I love that you're, you know, have a whole convergence focus because that's really what I have been talking to so many people about right now, you know, everybody's got like their head in the sand about AI only. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of different pillars that are happening right now in emerging technology. And you're just like the epitome of what I'm talking about. So you're looking right. at biometric with web three, leveraging AI, like this is how you have to kind of be like a ninja a little bit with you yeah. know these different areas. Um, but you guys are 
I guess, you know, really innovators in this space. What do you say to those who are um, somewhat fearful of this? Of course, there's a lot of discussion in the music industry in particular, entertainment industry overall, about these um, tools really usurping, you know, human talent, human creativity. If you aren't working with like a legacy artist uh, in, in terms of like Shock G or those who have lost their voices, who are, you know, looking to leverage as we all know there are different rap artists in this space as well. What what would you say to those who are trying to figure out how to be able to leverage this or or not maybe, but just how it's going to impact the industry overall and how they can maybe either take advantage of it, kind of hedge a little bit? What would you say, um, you know, artist to artist? Because tech people talking to artists is not the same as artist to artist, you know? I tell I tell my friends or even Mike when we were in that, that last conversation, it's like sticking your head in the sand is not going to make you go away. Right. So just because you don't want to look at it, it's not going to, we can't put that genie back in the bottle. So you either have to learn how to use it um, or once again, get left behind. And, you know, I was told many, many years ago that the music industry is always five to 10 years behind technology in a sense of, you know, when we talk about major labels, they 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 reject it until they can learn how to control it, right? So, obviously, when something new comes, if they if they can't control it and if and it somehow takes money away from them initially, then they say it's bad or they they want to shut it down. Because even you know, I know that um, early on I was talking to. Um, what is it? Uh, uh, Eleven Labs, because they wanted they wanted they needed a, a a spokesperson for you know they 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 do AI. They needed a spokesperson because they wanted to infiltrate our culture. And I said, you know, that's you can't just come and be in our culture for free. Nobody's gonna believe you. You know what I mean? You need somebody like me that's trusted to be able to to speak on it. And it was Absolutely. another it was another company called. Um, uh, I forget the name of them, but they were telling me like, yeah, well, we're talking to Universal. I'm like, all Universal is going to do is buy you out, shut you down until they can figure out how to work it for themselves. They're not, they don't want to work with you. You know what I mean? But I think where we're at right now is it's, 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 it's a time where we don't need, we don't need labels. We don't need major labels. It's like, so many tools for you to remain independent, be very successful and to thrive and take advantage of this technology for yourself that I think because as an independent artist, I'm, I'm easier to adapt to it. I'm actually ahead of these majors because they're still trying to figure it out. They're going to, they suppress it until they can figure out how to control it. Where I'm as like, let's roll. I'll figure it out later, but let's do it right now right, before, right. before they, before they figure it out. As, yeah. as they always say, you know, in, in tech kind of, you know, learning as you jump out of the plane, right? You're just like kind yeah. of creating the parachute on the way down is really the only way to, to kind of stay ahead. Um, yep. What do you think about this space in terms of like, um, and, you know, Mike or Money be both, you know, in terms of business and investors now looking at where to kind of hedge their, their bets or place their bets? 
um, when it comes to emerging technology and entertainment, specifically music, where do you think, um, you know, a little bit of crystal balling right now, but where do you think the biggest opportunities are going to be? Because, you know, I think we've already seen the whole, as you said, you were doing it back in 2012, concerts in the metaverse. It's not really that, you know, innovative, right? There are mm-hmm. other things that can happen there, which I don't think that companies have have taken advantage of just yet, because as you said, there's a huge cultural difference between startup founders in the tech space and of course the music industry. It's challenging to get those two together um, and to be able to kind of really co-create. Um, so where do you think maybe those opportunities are going to come from most if you're looking at business, if you're looking at what's going to going to really pop next? I mean, for example, um, I don't know if you've read too much about this just yet, but ABBA, the band ABBA is making like two mil a week with this avatar kind of concert scenario that they have set up. It is uh, done through technology in a very innovative way. If anybody had bet on that, they would be certainly getting a, a nice return on their investment right now, right? Where do right. you guys think that people should be looking, um, again, from a business point of view, at this space? Well, I think for artists, um, and I don't know if it's been fully realized yet, but I know for the last few years, you know, several people that I know and different companies have been trying to figure out how to, you know, have all of your 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 publishing and your royalties received through the blockchain, right? What's but grass, so that means that as soon as somebody buys your music, you get your money immediately from every time something's purchased, it comes direct your cut comes directly to you. There's no wait three months for your money and all of this like that. It's, um, so I think if that can be realized for for us as artists, that would be super awesome. You know, I have ideas about things that I want to do. Um, like even I was, Uber Duck is the name of the other company. You guys are the Uber Duck? No. They're an, a, they're an AI company. Okay. They probably don't exist U-B- anymore. U-B-E-R-D-U-C? Uber Duck, right. And okay. Uber Duck and Eleven Labs. I told them I was like, because when you when you release music nowadays, you have to have at least 15, 15 to thirty pieces of content, right? So you have to have all of your, your shorts. You have to have the music video, behind the scenes, lyric video, this, that, and the other. And I'm telling them, you know, when I do my lyric videos, can I ask them? I said, can you guys translate with AI translate? my vocals into other languages so that I can have versions of my songs in other right. languages. Right, 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 right. With AI. And then I said, and what that would also do, and just flip it on a business tip, if I was trying to learn how to speak another language, wouldn't I learn it faster if I could hear myself saying it? You know what I mean? If I heard my voice speaking Spanish, then I know that's how, that's how I'm supposed to sound speaking Spanish. So I could learn from my my AI vocal speaking Spanish to me in my voice. I mean, that's, that's an really idea. Interesting way to look at it. And actually, Spotify <laughs> yeah. has announced, I think, just a couple of weeks ago that they're going to be translating at least the podcast into a couple of different languages, and you know, going to test that out and see um, how that goes. Raz, I want to jump over to you for a minute because I'm, I'm glad you you came back. I think you had frozen for a minute, um, but you touched on something when you first spoke about. Uh, the advent of the internet back in the day and you went to the label and said, you know, I think this is, could be something we could use. And it really wasn't fully realized. 
what would you say today um, for artists and labels, how they can better partner and communicate when it comes to technology of today? Because here's what I'm seeing, of course, every label, and I think maybe Warner Music for the most part is the most out front when it comes to emerging technology. Um, I feel like there's kind of a dividing kind of space inside of the label, right? Where you have all the innovation people and they're doing things. And then you have the rest of the traditional label and they kind of sometimes talk with each other, but not all that much. And they kind of cherry pick certain artists that they're going to put into the innovation space. It's not all of them. It's not really that organic just yet. A lot of times we see things happen even without the artists where everybody knows the the uh, incident with Capitol Records, I guess, last year, creating this AI artist, which was spewing racial epithets and was stereo had stereotypes and all that, right? And then they spent all that money creating it. Nothing wrong technology-wise. Cultural, it was, you know, obviously a nightmare, right? So how, in your opinion, can these kind of different areas start to come together better? Because unless there's really like a gelling of these there's not real business to be done. Do you know what I mean? So you've been inside as an artist. What What is your kind of thought around that or suggestions if there are any, right? Because it's, it's challenging, I know. I, I, I Honestly, I don't have that answer. I, you know, I, I wish I had some brilliant answer. I don't. Um, you know, it's called the music business, not the music music. And the business is usually there to pred- predatory towards the create creative side so you literally have artists and it's almost a war against the suits because they're not creatives they just want to sell the same thing so I don't have that answer and I don't want to sound negative I'm sure there's an answer but I you know my experiences at Capitol were not good so I you know as much as I tried to be and bring like I said uh I tried to show them the the internet (laughs) and then some campaigns started for me like that. My analogy is that this was like, you know, 1999 or something. And they did a campaign like, you know, put Razkaz's music out. And I didn't start the campaign. It was organic. And then the company uh, blamed me and actually penalized my music because of it. <laughs> so And said, mm-hmm. oh, you weaponized all these 300,000 people. And I didn't. It just was organic. So I don't really have those answers. I, I know that um, once I solve that for myself, I can be, you know, like for me, I, I, think, I think what I would like to speak on is that there's all these tools in, in out here. And I think many of us artists, uh, especially, you know, less informed and maybe older artists, it's very hard to make that transition. Mm. Uh, to step into this world with all these new tools because everybody's saying this is the thing to do. And then, but there's 17,000 things that you could do and which one is actually getting the results. And I think that's where I'm at and where I come from because, you know, there's 17, you know, 15 people telling me how I can put my record out with them digitally and then we can do whatever. And if I'm still only reaching seven people, then what was the point, you know? Um, I think that that is, you know, kind of one of the things that I'm more concerned about is finding a, an accurate path to, to bettering your career as an artist using these tools because trust and believe that Taylor Swift, Swift and Snoop Dogg and Drake are going to have the best with the most resources 
to find the path that gets them to the goal. And meanwhile, yeah, you know, again, Capitol Records did that and they made the AI person that said racial stuff. Meanwhile, they had like, you know, let's just say 20 other human people that they didn't do anything for. And that's where the disconnect is. So you're going to be able to see some of these things during the the summit, the virtual summit, about how challenging it is to kind of navigate all this, right? Because everybody is facing the same challenges, like you said, and there's a race, right? There's a, a kind of time sensitivity around all of this is who's going to be able to get what first. And so there's a lot of a lot of challenges around that. So it's it's great that you're going to be able to discuss these things, you know, during the upcoming summit. Mike, did you want to add to that? Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to make two points. Um, one, in terms of uh, the music business, and then the other one in terms of the music artists. So in terms of the music business, I think um, one of the things that we've seen from the days of a label embracing the internet is now labels putting out their own NFTs, labels taking on VR, labels now embracing 3D-powered audio, powered by AI. Um, They're now at the forefront. There's the synergies between a label and how it could leverage technology and technology and how it could be to the advantage of the label. So there's a lot of bloodshed that happened to Razcat's point to go from the days of embracing the internet to where things have evolved. Um, But with that being said, I would also like to say that in the music business, 2024, 25 and beyond, um, let's just take a page from World Economic Forum. 80% of the jobs haven't even been created by the year 2030. And so the industry is also going to be impacted. And that's to say that uh, name, image, likeness, digital twins, avatars, this is now opening a whole new door for a music business. The thing that was music business was the analog. You know, the next 10 years is more important than the last 100. So music, uh, as we once knew it, is drastically changing just like the people formerly known as the customer and that's another podcast that's another uh, episode (laughs) but the other point that i was going to say to you in terms of music and the artist so i just gave a little sprinkle on music and the business music and the artist just listening to to these two legends one of the things that is key in this moment, in this day and age, is survival. Much like the dinosaurs, much like uh, survival of the fittest, adaptation, um, AI, to your question, Lauren, you know, an area that's going to be, that is and going to be further impacted that you'll be able to monetize is in the world of AI and what it's doing to creativity and how it's redefining creativity. And what I always say to people, um, don't fear it. AI either makes you extraordinary or you remain ordinary. And now that the bar is being pushed up to everybody having 
um, AI tools right there. AI will be built into your phone. When your internet is off, when your Wi-Fi is off, you'll still have AI. Give it just a couple years. AI will just, chat GPT services will be built in. That'll be a prerequisite to your phone. So these are drastic game changers. So for the artists, um, fear not AI, these two. And so that's where the adaptation comes in. If you're still making music with uh, the bands like The Temptations or uh, what's his name, Willie Nelson, the whole band, versus the fact that you can use the computer to do it, um, you know, yeah, we like the live music. There's a niche audience for that, but then convenience, convenience, and how you could do it. It's it's everything is digital, and so when we could further the eight track to the MP3 to streaming then now there's the embracement of how you going to leverage AI, how the next person is leveraging AI, the creativity that Money B may put on his twist versus what uh, Raz may do in his world. That only just raised the bar for creativity when you didn't have the tool in the first place. It's kind of like saying the, the rock, the knife, the gun, now the, the nuclear bomb. How do you want to leverage it? And that's what that's what you got to play. If you're not playing that, you just die. Well, ho hopefully not utter de devastation, but <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, like, right. Hey, I get what you just... mean. Yeah, that's just the that's just the analogy. So we, we just just dissected, you know, the music business where that's going, and then the music artists. And I think creativity. I think both these brothers made some very good points that made me just kind of conclude with this, but the music artist creativity uh, is morphing for the music business. It's the fact that there are new businesses that can control music, name, image, likeness, um, avatars, digital twins, the metaverse itself. This is opening up a new door in which uh, content creators, uh, the, 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 the smarter ones, can now say I can curate, I can now license, I can take a 2.0 or a 2.5 to a 3.0 business model and cash in, I open your eyes. just the artists, but it's also about the teams, right? And even both of you, Correct. Know, as you've had success in the traditional world, it's never just the artist, him or herself, right? So it's always right. about how strong you are as good as as strong a team that you have. And so I think that how strong as, a team you have and the dog that you have. You gotta have a dog. You gotta have a dog. You gotta um, have a dog or a cat. In addition to that, whatever got, money be you got in the background, got, but you gotta I got have both. You got balls. So he's he's, right? he's in the game. But I think Damn. too that that's that's also something that artists are gonna need to to look at. They've always been traditionally about, you know, the manager and the publicist and whatever, but you're gonna need to think more broadly as to who is really, you know, kind of your your innovation strategist, right? That's what, what I call them and it is key. Because if you see those who do have that person right now, Snoop, Timbaland, a couple of others, they're really making a lot of moves in, in this area. And I think it, it's it's too big of an ecosystem to just be able to handle on your own or with the standard kind of group. But I know that I want to let you guys go just in closing, you know, quickly, because we're talking about the industry overall. But again, hip hop is usually on the front lines of emerging technology and drives it. Um, what do you want to say, I guess, kind of in closing about the intersection of emerging technology 
on the culture, right? What's the opportunity really for the culture, whether it's from a business point of view or, or creative, you could, you know, take the question either way, but it is, this is a really special moment in time right now where, I don't know if somebody told you, you could go back and there's this device called a record player. And, you know, if you put this thing called a needle on there, that's diamond, you can be able to make multi millions, untold millions, right? We are at that moment and we are blessed to be here because, you know, it only comes, these big media jumps only come every several generations. So what either advice might you have or really, you know, just insight about this as it pertains to, you know, really what we call either hip hop, urban youth culture, you know, people of color, BIPOC, whatever. There's a really, really special sweet spot here that I want to make sure people don't miss. And let's start. With well, you. Let me let me set, let me let me. I'll set it off for for these two are rock stars here. Um, I, I mentioned prior the next ten years is more important than the last one hundred. That's very important. And with that being said, um, my slogan "See Tomorrow, Be Prepared" is so meaningful for this conversation because I just got through speaking about the future the music business of today, which is tomorrow, which is today, is name, image, likeness, avatars. It is your digital twins. And I want to expand on the digital twin part. These two brothers could do uh, a digital version of them, concert in the metaverse, charge $100, and that may be Fortnite's that may be roadblocks, that may be uh, Decentraland and any other any of these other platforms, while at the same time at 7 o'clock, uh, November 15th, the physical, the IRL experience is $250. Because when you go to a Money B show, he, you're going to get something. When you see Razzcast in person, it's nothing like the url experience right. and so now this is a business model in itself that that becomes uh that that now emerge he can now both of these artists can get two sets of well, money revenue that, streams right because i, I heard yeah. oh, that way absolutely right? more. So you guys can could potentially perform in a number of different cities around the world yeah. simultaneously so that I, mean, absolutely. I think it's great and it is key to this but i guess i just wanted to go just a little bit deeper as to why, what is the real uh, opportunity for he here for, I think, the, the culture overall and to be able to help people understand why hip hop drives so much of this? Because they either don't get it or they get it, but uh, it doesn't, it's not really that powerful, right? I mean, it's just an aside, just happens to happen. Um, for those who don't understand like quite why, why is hip hop the force that it is and how is this technology going to make things even more off the hook. Well, I would just make a statement because when you guys were talking about earlier that uh, avatar that was made was doing all the racials, you know, it was kind of off, right? Yeah, I forget, I so, forget his name. I think I, I think I had too much post traumatic stress disorder from it and I forgot his <laughs> name. But yeah, but you know, I would say until there's a real partnership, it's going to continue to be that, right? So. You know, because they, you know, Brad, we were talking in the last call, like 
they can never replace us. They can't be us. They can't. They can't recreate us because we have the soul. We have. We have. We have what they really want, right? But I think that we 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 need to participate, but we can't just give it away for free. And that's that's the struggle, right? They want us to give it away because we've been giving it away forever. You know, we we give it. You know, whatever we got, we give it to them, and then we. We always want to do the next new thing and we want to, you know, we eat each other up, right? And they just take it, cultivate it, and move over here and, and have, you know, your vanilla ices and your whatevers. You feel me? They they do that. This is a chance for us to be like, hey, you know what? You can keep making these stupid things that you're doing, but you never get the authentic version until you partner with us. We're not gonna sign something away to you. And that's, that's the whole thing. Like, I don't do, I don't, I only do partnerships, right? You can't just take my anything. And and that was the whole thing. That's, that's, that's why I mentioned those two companies, Uber Duck and Lemon Labs, because they wanted to um, use AI to, uh, you know, clone, clone artists' voices, but find a way for them to get the royalty off of it. Right. But then right. they also was trying to get me to go and get other artists. And I was like, I'm not talking to nobody until you, until you do right by me. Well, right. I think that's, I think and, that's and, 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 and I'm and, hearing that more and more about ownership and how yeah. important it is, right? Um, and I think to kind of go back to what Mike was saying about, you know, uh, having digital twins and being able to perform in multiple places, but who's actually owning the companies yeah. that enable you to do that. And that's where I think the real opportunity is for the culture is being able to not only be creative, but to start to own a lot of those yeah. platforms, own a yeah. lot of those organizations like, you know, Tech with Soul and more so that now you have a, a conversation at a capital level, yes. even. And that's yep. where the You got it. That's the only way it works. You got it. That's the only way it works. So... You know, and that's why I can sit here and I you know, can. One, one above, one above that, and um, I just want to put these brothers on the spot. Uh, they're on the executive council for something emerging. Um, the only way that we, the culture, are going to win is to unionize hip hop. Uh oh. Okay. There we go. That's and Raz was inspiration to that. Yeah, Raz, Raz was inspiration to that. Uh, Vinny out there uh, from Naughty by Nature was inspiration of that. By default, money is that all three of these brothers live the life. And so I thought about this. The, the way that we control the culture is first, we're going to have to tackle unionizing this thing called hip hop. Well, Raz, what do you think about that? It's not a... Um... I mean, I think I may have brought it up in our conversations, but it's not something that's unique. That's conversations been had. Right. But what do you years. think about the progression of it on a on a we have, we, measurable we level? Do you think it will be happening? Uh, anything's possible. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I, I I mean, I'm I'm not trying to be like elusive or anything. I'm just trying to be honest. No, uh, I like your attitude. It's just like you know what, because you 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 speak as somebody who's been through a lot of challenging business endeavors yeah. and I, so you yeah. have a, a unique perspective i think yeah I, you know, I, um i'm 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 a realist and, and so i i until us collectively you know I, I, I preach this i mean i hate to say it suge knight said said unionize you know 
12 years ago. I watched him at a Paracon thing, and I was just like, well, yeah, he's right. They didn't want to hear from him, but, you know, but so, uh, but he, he was still right, you know, bro clock is right twice a day. Another so, you know, um, I, I, if we, it's kind of like the, the story of our lives, like, you know, when are we going to unite and, 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 and unfortunately, the ones that get the success don't care anymore because they got it. And so that's why I said, well, Taylor Swift's going to be okay. She can renegotiate her Spotify deal. You know, what about everybody else? And so what we're going through with this next evolution, you know, or, you know, 6G or, you know, whatever is somebody's going to get a big pot of money. I hate to say it. And then they're, and they're not going to walk away from everybody because they'll be like, I got a big pot of money. It's always what happens, unfortunately. And I, I hate to be that person, but I just don't have, like, being a fake asshole today. I didn't wake up feeling that way. So I can't say the politically correct things. Right. No, and I don't want, and to say. I don't want I, you to. I, I just, I don't, I don't know what's going to get us to collectively decide that we, that it's in our best interest to, to stick together. And all I see is the Wild West right now. And like I said, I see lots of people with a million ideas and everybody... The one thing I took from you was innovation strategists, right? And that's what I'm trying to build is a team of people because I can't do it all. And no artist can, never could, but it's even harder to do it. And all I see is that eventually the record labels may be five to ten years behind, but they have five to ten million more dollars than you. And then they'll just outspend you. So when when I do my thing on YouTube and try to go for my ads, then they outspend me and their stupid thing gets seen more on Instagram, on Facebook or whatever. So, you know, that's how they broke the Bieber. He was already signed and then they make him look viral. They call it guerrilla marketing. And that's what all I always see is the uphill battle of talent versus money. And money is always weaponized against us. And so this technology, I haven't seen us figure, I, I, I'm looking, I'm, I'm a nigga in the Red Sea trying to look for most, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking, <laughs> waiting for Abraham to show me what the fuck to do. I'm not I gonna feel lie. you, I I'm feel totally you. totally waiting. Rob, you, are you, know. so, you are so funny and so real, but um, I, I love it. And it is, it is true. I do think that, that you can always have leverage if you have strategy. And if you come to labels with certain numbers and certain assets, aside from just the creativity, I think that, you know, you're always going to be in a better position to negotiate in so much more. Right. So, you know, I just, I hope that that is part of the vision, you know, for the future, because emerging technology is so collaborative that maybe it starts to sink in subconsciously that there's a way to be able, you know, to, to do this and to share and to just focus on ownership, whatever it is that you own that is in your lane that's right for you, and then share and be able to create and help others. Because when several win, then everybody can start to win if you have the right attitude, right? right. Um, I just want to thank you all so much for taking the time. I'm so um, excited that you're going to be speaking, you know, about this and more and that it just needs to kind of keep happening anything that you want to add you know quickly before we wrap up thank you (laughs) you're welcome money v anything i think i said it okay no i'm good um because what raz just said i totally agree but I would just like to add on top of that is thinking like that is like, okay, we know that um, 
resources always outweigh anything that we can do, but we we shouldn't live in a space waiting for those resources or those things to happen because you can two things can happen at the same time. You can you can you can have the information, use the technology, use the tools and be successful in the space that you're in regardless of what happens over there cuz like you said, Taylor Swift, Snoop Dogg, all of them are always going to exist. They're always going to have the once they figure it out and Snoop is already He's, you know, his sons put him up on game. They, they tie the shoes, but none of that affects what I'm doing. And that's what I would say. It's like it's not like there's three radio stations that you're right, using right. for AI. It's like every there's there's millions of lanes that you can travel down, and I don't think that any of those things are going to get in your lane once you start to travel down. And you do have to have a team. You do have to have um, information. You do have to sort of, and like you said, Raz, there's 17,000 things that you can do, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do any of those things because you don't know which things to do. You just have to start doing them. And yeah. the, the ones that are right will sort of unfold in front of you. You know, I, I get it. You know, we, we feel like we don't got that much time, but what else you going to do? Right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. Sit around and complain like a grumpy old man. Not uh, yeah, not, not, I, I did not want to come off as that. It's just it's standing swimming upstream, but it's like seventeen forks in the road. And I like get it. And it's mad. You know what the good thing is though to keep in mind is that as they always say, even in, in the tech game, right? That you, if you're smaller, you're able to be nimble, right? So you can make those moves and change up or do different deals or whatever. When you are a multinational corporation, right? You have to move in a certain way get all the write-offs and hierarchy and all that. You know what I mean? So you have to be like the, just the, the, the Davy to the Goliath, right? That, you know, you just, the, otherwise you won't get out of bed in the morning, right? So you just yeah. have to see your strengths and how can you be able to leverage them. But Raz, I'm glad that you said that the thing that you've taken away so far was innovation strategist, because I mean, that that's what I do. That's why I do this podcast. That's why I write about this. And a lot of times I feel like, shit, am I crazy? Because I know that I, can help with the guiding of this, making help people make sense of it, create the partnerships. But sometimes, you know, it's challenging to pe get people to understand the value. But I guess like anything, right, is who you come in contact with and who sees value and who wants to win at the end of the day. Let's be real, because not everybody wants to win and not everybody is going to win. So you just have to be open and be like, you know what, this is a new thing. Let me see how I can, who do I need to just associate with to, to be able to learn and be first and try things and then try them in another way if they don't work. Mike, do you want to add um, anything before we wrap up? Are you still there? Uh oh, okay, because he, he's not still there visually, but I thought he might still be there on the That's audio funny. tip, but not. Okay, well, we, will, we will shout. Yeah, I'm out. here. I'm yeah, these brothers, they covered, they covered everything. Thank you for helping bring all this together. Much success on this upcoming conference on, on the 15th. Everybody definitely register, listen, because this is just a, a small taste. But it's like at least, what, 15 people speaking and all that? So it's really going to be yeah. interesting to have all these different mindsets and everybody is at different places within all this to, you know, be able to come together and move ahead to the next step. Because surely everything is just going to keep expanding and it's important to take advantage of the opportunity. So I want to thank you guys 
so much for taking out the time. And again, have a great conference. Thank you, Lord. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.